two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we highlighted a paper where the authors found that relaxation breathing techniques may decrease post-operative opioid consumption while providing similar pain relief and shoulder function after arthroscopic rotator cuff repair. We also described the paper where the authors reported that exercise-induced dehydration may negatively impact scores on sports concussion assessment tool. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors sought to determine whether educating patients with a rotator cuff repair about relaxation techniques can decrease pain and opioid consumption and improve shoulder function compared with controls. The authors performed a randomized controlled trial with patients undergoing arthroscopic rotator cuff repair for a full thickness rotator cuff tear. The authors excluded patients if they had severe glenohumeral arthritis, revision shoulder surgery, preoperative opioid usage, or drug dependence, or were already practicing relaxation techniques. Among the 563 eligible patients from 2017 to 2018, the authors randomized 146 patients. 74 went into the relaxation group and 72 into the control group. Patients randomized into the relaxation group watched a five-minute video explaining how to perform relaxation breathing techniques and received a pamphlet with these same instructions. The researchers instructed participants to perform the breathing exercises for about two minutes every four hours before taking pain medications during the first five days after surgery. They also urged the participants to continue the breathing exercises until they stopped using opioid medications. Participants kept track of their pain and medication use in a journal for the first five days after surgery. They then completed a survey two weeks after surgery to assess pain, opioid consumption, and continued use of relaxation techniques. Lastly, patients completed the American Shoulder and Elbow Surgeon score at two weeks, six weeks, three months, four and a half months, and six months after surgery. Participants randomized to the control group received the same standard of care, but were not given any relaxation education. At the end of the study, 58 participants in the relaxation group and 61 participants in the control group completed the follow-up assessments. Participants averaged 60 years of age and 55% were male. Participants that performed relaxation breathing techniques had similar post-operative pain and opioid consumption compared to controls. The two groups also had similar pain two weeks after surgery. However, participants in the relaxation group consumed fewer opioids two weeks after surgery than controls. 52% of participants in the relaxation group continued to perform the breathing exercises two weeks after surgery. Furthermore, 62% thought that the relaxation techniques helped improve their post-operative pain. Finally, 
Both groups had similar shoulder function throughout the recovery timeline. In summary, the authors found that relaxation techniques can decrease post-operative opioid consumption at two weeks after arthroscopic rotator cuff repair while providing similar pain relief and shoulder function. Since these relaxation techniques were easy to teach, minimal risk, and cheap, the potential for relaxation techniques to decrease post-operative opioid consumption is intriguing. However, the authors warn that these conclusions are not yet clinically applicable, as other literature shows mixed results. Future research should evaluate the effects of relaxation duration, intensity, and frequency before a clear clinical recommendation can be provided. The balance between duration, frequency, and patient compliance should be explored further to combat opioid dependence in the surgical population. Overall, clinicians may consider educating patients before surgery about relaxation breathing techniques to decrease post-operative opioid consumption. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was an article where the authors concluded that five days of heat acclimatization reduced cardiovascular strain, but not thermoregulatory strain, during a second consecutive exercise heat exposure. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to the summaries, the courses, and the articles on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. We will be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.